This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Perhaps few of us can imagine what it would be like to suffer from deafness and live in a world of total silence. Certainly, our everyday lives would be far more complex as we struggle to follow and manage the chaos of the world around us without the ability to hear the verbal direction of others. Likewise, our spiritual ears, in a world becoming more and more congested with distractions and concerns, often miss the voice of God spoken to us through the Holy Spirit, the still, small voice of the Spirit of God getting so faint that we can no longer hear it. In this powerfully unusual two-day teaching entitled Developing Spiritual Ears, Pastor Ray reminds us that just as God said to the prophet Isaiah, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it, so also is he saying that to us today. If only we would develop our spiritual ears and listen. Any kind of noise in your life is going to make it very difficult to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Let me give you an example. Um, if, you're in a, if you're at a party and there's loud music and there's dancing going on and there's loud talking and you're trying to have a conversation with somebody, isn't it very, very difficult? I mean, I've tried to do that. I've had to lean and say, what did you say? You got to like scream on the top of your lungs and you got to practically put your ear up against the other person's mouth to hear what they're saying. Why? Because there's a whole lot of noise. And you see, if we're going to hear the voice of, of the Spirit, we're going to have to withdraw from the worldly distractions and the worldly noise. Sometimes you just got to get along with God. Uh, God speaks, uh, for me, you know, it happens many ways, but I find like I've got to quiet my environment down. Like at home, if, if I want to hear from God, and, and most of the time it has, relates to what I'm going to be ministering or who I'm going to be ministering to, or it relates somehow to ministry. So what I've got to do is I've got to turn TV off, right? I've got to, I put on some really, see, I don't even put on music where, where people are singing. I, I like to just listen to instrumental music because it creates such a peaceful environment and I'm not distracted by the words. I can just receive the music and sometimes maybe no music at all, but just being in the absolute quiet presence of the Lord without any music or any sound. You've got to withdraw from the worldly distractions. See, here's a verse. You can write this down in Isaiah 30, 15. It says, for thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall you be saved. Now listen, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. So it's in that quiet place where we're going to cultivate that voice or that, that ear that perceives and understands the voice of the Spirit or hears the voice of the Spirit. God has given me wonderful directions in just time of prayer. You know, like I say, you have a need, then that's time for you to turn inward, to go find a quiet place. Get on your knees before the Lord and just listen, pray. And you know, that's another thing. Sometimes we do all the talking. How can God speak if you're doing all the talking? 
Sometimes you just need to sit in the presence of the Lord and just bask in his presence in, in absolute quietness and in just meditation of the word of God. And it's amazing how you meditate on the word and God will begin to speak, give you answers and direction. Unbelievable how this works. It's just un, unbelievable, but it really is believable because God has promised it from his word. So, so we have to learn to withdraw from worldly distractions. And we live very distracted lives. We, and you say, well, pastor, how can I do that? I've got a wife. I've got a husband. I've got kids. I've got the dogs, the cat, the bird. I understand. But sometimes we've just got to pull ourselves away, even if we do it for 20 minutes. Just put ourselves somewhere. I had a friend one time said that she had a very noisy house. She had four kids and, and, and a husband and, and, you know, a lot of commotion going on. So she said, the only place that I could get quiet with God was the bathroom. So I shut the door and the, put the toilet seat down and the toilet became my prayer altar. I thought, wow, that's an interesting use of a toilet, but praise God it works. It's wherever you need to go to get away and to withdraw from worldly distraction so that you can get quiet and in the presence of God. Very hard to hear God when you're all busy and all tattered and all upset. Very, very difficult to hear the voice. Now he can speak because God can do anything and he will. But if you're really serious about this, you've got to learn to withdraw from worldly distraction, quiet your spirit down, quiet your, your body down, and just listen to the voice of God. Pray, worship, meditate on the word of God. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. So now here's a very important one. Number two, the way you're going to cultivate or develop spiritual ears is you've got to keep your heart free from strife, offense, and unforgiveness. Nothing will mess it up more than, you see, because when you're getting into strife and get into offense and get into unforgiveness, man, that stuff just has a way of taking you over. Going to take you over, dull your senses, and, um, you know, just, um, it's going to be, here, let me give you this verse. I'll read it, you write it down, and I'll talk about it a little bit. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13, verse 15, says, For the hearts of these people have grown dull. This is Jesus speaking. Their ears are hard of, are hard of hearing, and their eyes have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. Now, of course, he's talking about the Jews who are unwilling to receive him and those who would not you know, receive him as, as the son of God. But there's a truth in this. You know, what I learned from this is that if my heart grows dull and my heart can grow dull when I get involved with things like strife and offense and unforgiveness, I lose my sharpness. And when my heart gets dull, my spiritual hearing becomes hard. And if the spiritual eyes grow dim, my spiritual hearing is weak. So when we get involved in these earthly, worldly things and these sinful behaviors and these unrighteous behaviors, it really dulls our sensitivity to the voice of the Spirit. I'll bet you, but there have been times in my life when, you know, um, going back, you know, somebody's done something or hurt me or whatever. You all, you all get it. And it's so easy to get into, you know, get into, you know, un offense and hurt and, and, and meditate on that. And when you're doing that, it's like you're pushing the voice of the spirit right, right, right away, right, right aside. Um, because all you're consumed with is that pain, that hurt, that disappointment, who did what to me. That's why we've got to extract our hearts of these things if we're going to stay sharp in hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the truth of the matter is if someone has hurt you and someone's done something to you, well, the Holy Spirit has an answer for you. The Holy Spirit has a direction for you to take. 
in that relationship or with that person. If you'll just take the time to shut down all that offense and strife. And I can't say I can't allow it into my life. I've got too much on, on the line. I have to hear from the voice of the Spirit every day of my life. So I, don't, I let that stuff roll off my back, you know. And you should too. You really should because it's not worth it. It's not worth messing up your hearing, you know, your spiritual senses. I don't, can't let my heart grow dull. My heart's got to stay sharp and it's got to stay in line. All right. So uh, here, here's another way you're going to cultivate the voice or develop the voice of the spirit is to locate that still small voice that we talked about, that voice within, and then learn to obey it. So I've already kind of said that, you know, in my own experience, you, you know, you're looking for direction. It's that one little thing that keeps coming up. Like we said before, like we just used that as an example about the person that God may put on your heart or to do something. Well, the way you're going to cultivate and develop that hearing, that spiritual hearing, is when you act in obedience to what you believe God is leading you to do. You know, I I remember this happened to me some years ago when I wasn't in ministry yet. I was just being trained in my church. and, And I can remember... Um, I was at a meeting one time and the Holy, uh, I was uh, up in the balcony and it was uh, R.W. Schambach. Some of you remember R.W. Schambach, a great evangelist, powerful man of God. And he was preaching and I was sitting up, I was in the Bronx somewhere or Brooklyn, I forget. And I was sitting there and um, the Holy Spirit was trying to teach me about giving because I, at first when I heard about tithing, I said, 10%, are you crazy? This is going way back, you know. But he, and I was, getting, I, I was getting the tithing part, and I got that working. But then they started t- teaching and talking about offerings. I've got to give an offering over, over my, I mean, temper, isn't that enough? God, isn't that enough to give? But God was trying to teach me about offerings. And I was up in the balcony, and Brother Schambach was up there, and he was taking an offering, receiving an offering. And I'm thinking, well, I already paid my tithes in my church, you know. I'm not going to give any more money. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. Now, you've got to understand something. This may not sound like a whole lot of money to you, but way back then, this was a whole lot of money to me. And so the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, put $100 in the bucket. And I was like, I rebuke you, devil. <laughs> I think I only had like 150 in my checking account. He said, you know, maybe 200 in my checking account. Write a check for, for 100 I was like, I rebuke you. That can't be God. God, I'll be broke. I won't be able to put up. And I, the more I argued, the stronger the voice became in me, put that $100 in the offering. And you know, there was something God spoke to my heart that followed that, that I didn't fully understand at that moment. And it was so profound that I, gives me goosebumps. I actually wrote it down in my Bible and I still have it in one of my original Bibles written down, sitting on my bookshelf at home in my office. And he said, as you give generously into others' ministries, so will others give into your ministry. And I thought, what? Didn't even make sense to me. But I wrote it down because I knew it was the voice of the Holy Spirit. So I took out my checkbook and with a very shaky hand, I started to write the check for $100. And I ripped that off and I put it there. And it was such an awesome thing. I mean, I felt such a release because I had obeyed. I had obeyed. So when the Holy Spirit speaks, obey. You see? And the truth remains, I mean, the, the, the evidence is here that all these years later, now as he did at that time, I remember another time I was sitting, now I'm a little bit older in the Lord, and I'm, I'm actually pastoring now, and I'm in the ministry, and, I'm, I'm, and I was sitting in a meeting one, one day, and there was an evangelist 
uh, not an evangelist, a missionary sitting next to me. Didn't know him. He didn't know me. Just knew that he was a missionary. And I'm sitting there and the preacher's preaching. And the Holy Spirit says, write him a check for $1,000. And I was like, huh? <laughs> How much? Did you say a hundred, Lord? No, I said a thousand. Write him a check for a thousand dollars. I mean, I was so distracted, I don't even know what the preacher was talking about. <laughs> because I, it, well, the Holy Spirit was trying to get my attention, you know? So, so I said, okay, I know, the, I know the voice of the Holy Spirit. So I opened up my checkbook and the preacher's preaching. I write a check out for a thousand dollars and I folded it up and I just slipped it over because he was sitting next to me and I just gave it to him and I just went ahead and just listened to the preacher preach. I still didn't know what he was talking about because I was still a little shaken about a thousand dollars. But the proof is in the pudding because now you fast forward all these years and you see what God has done in this house and in this ministry. See, if he, can't, if he can't trust his people, especially his leaders, to obey his voice and his directives, how can we ever experience the full blessing and provision of God? That's why. You know, I don't have a problem tithing. I have to tithe. I wouldn't dare not tithe. Thank you for that weak amen somewhere out there. I know I heard an amen, I think. Or was it an oh no? See? So you have to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's how you cultivate or develop spiritual sense and spiritual hearing. And he proves it out. He proves it out. I've got a bunch of stories, but we don't have time for all that. But let me give you a verse, because I always like to give verses. Um, let me read this out of the, this is the um, New King James. And I'll read out of the Amplified, because I like the Amplified. This is Colossians 3.15. It said, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Wow. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. So people say, well, how do I know if it's the voice of God? It brings peace. You always go after peace, right? So let me read it out of the Amplified because it gives us a little bit more understanding. It said, and let peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule, and I like this, act as an umpire continually in your hearts. What does an umpire do in a baseball game? I guess you all don't play Follow, follow baseball. What does the umpire do? He calls the shots, right? He says, what's a strike? What's a foul? What's, he, he calls the shots. So he's saying, what, what we get from the Amplified is, let peace be the umpire of your heart. Let peace call the shots. It, and I like to say, if something doesn't give you peace, don't you do it. If something doesn't give you peace, that's why I say, when the preacher preaches, and, you know, I've said this many times. He says something doesn't give you peace. Don't obey it. You go back to the word of God. It, 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 now, some of you remember this many, many years ago. It was a, 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 a renegade preacher. A, 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 he wasn't even a preacher. He was a charlatan. His name was Jim Jones. And he led a whole bunch of people to their death. How many remember that story? Well, that's a shame. He hoodwinked those people. But somewhere along the line, those people disconnected from the voice of God. They must have not had peace, but they let that man override that peace or cause them to override that peace. Let peace rule in your heart. Something makes you uncomfortable. I've had people come to me, ask me for things or ask me to do things. If I don't have peace about it, I just don't do it. I have to take that as the voice of the Spirit speaking to me. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? I can't tell you how many times people come to me, well, pastor, you don't know, somebody came to me and they asked me, that. it always has to do with, not always, but a lot of times it has to do with money. And it's interesting how, you know, you'll get involved in something, like someone will ask you to borrow money, you'll lend them money, say, I don't lend money because I hate the way it makes me feel. 
And I know just about every time you lend money, you're never going to get it back. That's what banks are for. I give money, but I don't lend. But many, many times people lend money and then they don't get their money back. And then all of a sudden what happens is they come to me. Pastor, so-and-so, you don't know this in your congregation, but so-and-so, I lent them money and didn't pay me back. And I want to say, well, it's not my problem. Why did, if you were that concerned, if you really were concerned about what I thought, why didn't you come to me and talk to me? You talk to me after, after the problem arises? I would have told you, don't lend them money. Don't lend anybody money. Unless the Holy Spirit tells you to do it. If you feel led of the Spirit, then do it. And then shut your mouth if you don't get paid back. And say, Lord, you must have had a reason for this. So, so you see, you, you've got you've to understand that, that um, you, you should never do anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. I one time had a lady come to me and she said to me, well, pastor, uh, there's a lady in the church. And she told me who the lady was. This is going way back, way, way back. She said, you know, she's having a hard time. And, and she basically, you know, talk, told me that I wasn't being a Christian if I don't help her. I said, yeah. She said, but, but, you know, I told her, I said, well, it's a matter of me paying my tithes or helping you. So the lady suggested that she give her her tithe. And the woman did it. And I said to her, I said, when she said that to you, did you feel right about it? She says, no. I said, well, why did you do it? She said, because I felt guilty. Oh, my God. Lord Jesus, help me. How desensitized we've come from the leading of the Holy Spirit. You, you knew that you shouldn't do it, but yet you went ahead and did it. And now you're sorry for it and you're upset about it and you feel like you've been hoodwinked. Anybody tell you to do something like that? You ought, I mean, you ought to have enough sense to know, but the Holy Spirit, will, that'll light up like a, like a neon sign on 42nd Street. So, I mean, I have story after story of things that after people got led into things, realized that, wow, that was a mistake. I knew it when I did it. How many times have you done something like that? I knew it before I did it. Well, that's the voice of the Holy Spirit. You've got to listen and obey those little promptings. That's why I'm very cautious when people ask me to do things or go somewhere. Or I, I count on the Holy Spirit to help me in every little thing. You have to. You have to. And, and, you know, should I do this, Lord? I'm, not, I'm, I'm uncertain as to whether I should do this or do that. Even in the things that I preach, I ask the Holy Spirit, what is it that the congregation needs? You know I don't know. You know I have no idea. But show me. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will prompt me, will give me, you know, a word, a subject, a verse. And it's amazing. Sometimes you just take that verse and that verse just blows open and we keep going on it for weeks and weeks and we go this way and that way. Well, that was the mind of the Holy Spirit. All right. So, so you've, got to, you've got to locate that still small voice and obey it. All right. Now, this is a simple one that we all don't know. But prayer, just plain old prayer, makes you sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And when you pray in the Spirit, it makes you sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Jude, verse 20, I believe it is. Build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. So prayer makes you very sensitive to the Lord's voice. And maybe that's one of the reasons why we don't hear the Lord that well sometimes is maybe because our prayer life isn't what it ought to be. Just a thought, I'm just saying. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. All right, so number five, and we're going to finish. I have two more. Number five, 
you, you know this, feeding on the word of God. Feeding on the word of God. I had this conversation with somebody. Um, a, a, a man came to me and said, you know, I'm having a really hard time reading through the whole Bible. And I said, well, then don't try to eat the elephant in one bite. Take it in bite-sized pieces. Read portions of scripture. Get familiar, first of all, with the New Testament because that's where we're living today. So, so read the teachings of Jesus in bite-sized pieces. Learn a parable a day. Learn a psalm. Learn a proverb. Just take it in bite-sized Feed on the word of God. Let it become a part of you, right? Because um, the food, of, um, the word is food for your spirit. It builds you up. It encourages you. It lifts you up, right? Um, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So like natural food builds, sustains you physically, so does the word of God sustain you and build you up spiritually, right? So, so it'll make you strong. So feeding on the word of God will help. Now, now the other important thing about feeding on the word of God, and I've got to say this because it's so important, is that you're not going to be able to truly understand or know the voice of God until you begin to become familiar, somewhat familiar with the word of God. Because God would never speak anything to you that's outside the realm of his word. The word is the highest authority. Because sometimes people get squirrely with this stuff. You know, they come to me and say, well, you know, the, I, I believe that God said blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh-uh, that cannot be God because that is so against the word of God. Like, familiarizing yourself with the word of God, you can test every, you've got to test every word against the word, the word. People are, see, oftentimes, well, I want a good word. Open up your Bible and read it. This is a good word. Open up your Bible. This will encourage you. You know, no, I want a word from a prophet. You got the best word right here. Prophet Jesus, just open up and read the red letters. (laughs) So you got to feed on the word of God. And number six, we'll finish right here. Worshiping. God worshiping and fasting will make you sensitive. Let me give you a verse. Love to give you a verse. Am I giving you too many verses here tonight? All right. Acts 13, 2 and 3. As they ministered to the Lord, ministered to the Lord, prayer, worship, and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them away. So, so we understand that from this verse and from others too, but from this verse, that worship and fasting can make you sensitive to the voice of the Spirit. Because it said, as they sought the Lord, as they fasted and as they prayed, the Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit spoke. So sometimes we've got to incorporate a little bit of fasting in our prayer time. I know if you're like me, every time I think about fasting, I get hungry. So all of a sudden my appetite just kicks up a notch. But it's a way of getting your physical body under subjection and in control. And sometimes you gotta shut everything down just so that you can hear and get good discernment from the Holy Spirit because you're dedicating that time of prayer and fasting to Him. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.